You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What is up, Goat Flippers? Welcome to the Van Flip Podcast. I am your host, Lurk. Thanks for checking out this episode. Before we get into it, I want to point out that in March, that will be the two-year anniversary of the podcast. So that's kind of neat. And we're coming up on 50 episodes, so that will also be kind of neat. And speaking of number of episodes, we've been working really hard behind the scenes, recording episodes, and we've got a lot lined up. We've got enough to go until, I think, April, and we have more scheduled to be recorded. So if you're not following us already, definitely go ahead and follow us, subscribe, do whatever. And while we're at it, go ahead and leave us a rating if you can. Share us with your friends. Give us the highest rating you can. It definitely helps us out with the podcast algorithm. For all things metal and hardcore and everything in between, visit lambgoat.com. Follow Lambgoat on social media. Give us a like on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lambgoat. Make sure you can subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can see all these episodes in video format. Hit that notification bell so you can get notified when we release new episodes and other Lamb Goat content. You can also follow me directly on Twitter and Instagram at Lurk City. And that wraps up the intro, so let's go ahead and roll on into episode number 45. Oh yeah, what's this? Feel this. Oh yeah, this is stuff. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What up, Kyle and Ryan of the band? I'm unsure how to say the name, so I'm just going to go 156 Silence, and you can clarify. Good job. Okay. You did it. Cool. You did it. <laughs> We're in. I was going to say, you could clarify. I didn't know if it was 156 slash Silence or whatever, but... Um, Some people say the slash. I Yeah, someone said the slash recently, and uh, it caught me off guard. Well, it is the... Do- I mean, we're in the age of the internet, so... Yeah, <laughs> there, there's artists that do have like s- different, you know. Uh, you say the symbol. Yeah, yeah, the symbols in their in their in their music. <laughs> What's like the I, phonetic pronunciation for s- the slash? I think we yeah, just say slash slash. <laughs> One of the ones I still do to this day is Dead Mouth Five. Dead Mouth. <laughs> I love. Or that. someone said uh, backslash once one five six backslash silent. That's a mouthful. That's so <laughs> much. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, Kyle, Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself to the uh, to the show here on the Van Flip and uh, let the let the audience know you know who you are and what you do in the band. Uh, I'm Kyle. I play uh, drums. Yeah, <laughs> you're the bassist. Now. I was the bassist. I, I was the bassist for a minute, and now I'm the drummer. So, you know, I'm moving up. 
I'm Ryan. I'm, I'm the guitarist. Ryan and He's I... I'm the guitarist. <laughs> hasn't changed that hat. Not to mention... Well, b- before you were in the band, I was the punching bag. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> now I'm the punching bag. Well, it always... The new guy, the shit rolls downhill, so that makes right, sense. Right, yeah. yeah. But uh, Ryan and I connected on Twitter, and so that's cool because Twitter is just like a cool tool to like actually connect with people. You know, what's weird. Like a lot of people ask me in general, like how I, you know, obtain my guest for the show, um, large or small. And I'm like, I don't, I fucking DM them. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, for the most part, or I just like shoot an email off, you know, it's not, it's not hard at all, but, uh, just hit them up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. Um, so explain again. Well, let's get back to the name. Can we explain the name for those who like aren't aware, like myself? Like what it means? Yeah. Like let's so, like how did it come to fruition when you you guys started in like what 2015 or yeah? Um, we're actually gonna go into the meaning a little bit on our our next release. Ah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're working up to that. It kind of. Kind of ties into a lot of things, so I, I guess should, I, don't <laughs> I don't know if we can talk about that. No problem. No, no, no teasers. Big no spoilers. No yeah. spoilers for the album, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, with that being said, do you guys like write music with that in mind? Like, did you guys have an idea of okay, well, uh, we'll explain kind of our identity throughout the releases, or is that just something that because you guys get that question a lot, you're like, let's just make it a fun thing and make a record about it. It's something that comes up. I mean, I, yeah, I've been in the band since uh, Undercover Scumbag, and it's something that has come up time and time again. And for a while, we kind of just like made a game out of it. We'd like tell the person a different story every time, and it was it was kind of fun. So then we're like, okay, well, people actually want to know what it means, so maybe we should, you know, run with run with that. So is it? I'm getting a feeling like you're make, you're going to make up a meaning for the next album. Or did you guys well, have a meaning or, or whoever created the name? Did they have okay, the meaning? So, in the, in it, it's fine. So basically <laughs> when, when the, when the band was started and the original vocalist came up with the name, right. Um, the, the thing is, is that no one knows what it means. <laughs> you know, they're, they're really, so we kind of want to create, a meaning because right. it's like we get asked that question and, and we don't know how to answer it and it would be nice to be able to answer that you know what i mean so it's like it's like well hell if we don't know meaning why not create one so we're, we're kind of we're working on something right now and trying to piece something together to like bring that to fruition to make it you know not just some bullshit story we tell someone at the merch table <laughs> you know <laughs> i wonder how many times how many different stories you guys have done over the years oh, oh man there's I get, handfuls i get creative with it it's yeah. fun it, it, it honestly can be a fun game because then once you do it you run back and you tell the band like what you said and it's or they'll they'll like tell their friends like right there and then you're just like laughing because you're like that's totally not true and they're like telling they're passing on that story <laughs> i think i think one of them was uh when someone said when you jump out of a plane when you start falling at 156 miles per hour like your hearing cuts out mm. and so that's the silence that was that i know that's one of them Interesting. i told that one to nick and he totally, <laughs> totally believed yeah, it it's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's he went and looked like, it up 
it's kind of like Super Troopers, you know, but band, but like for the band, Super Troopers for the band. Like, you get yeah, he went and looked band. it up and then found out he, it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because you can travel 156 miles an hour in a car and you can definitely like still hear. You can still right. hear, yeah. <laughs> well, who I mean, drives that fast? No, I was going to say, it's not at all safe, but I'm, not sure, I'm sure we have friends that have done it and been stupid about, you know, whatever, but... um so you guys had a busy year last year, even uh, not necessarily busy, but you know, for the most part, you guys released uh, your second album, correct? Or technically, our our first debut album. Well, no, because, I, because I can, I no. Well, well, I mean, I do, because, but like when I was in the band when Undercover Scumbag came out, but like when they dropped it, they were calling it a full length, and I was like, man, that's like seven songs, dude. That's like. More like really pulling. So like that's that's like the first album, but Irrational Pole was like I feel like was the first like full length, more than thirty yeah. minutes. You Start know, to finish the experience. First, yeah, the first the first Big John. So like, um, I guess I guess it's technically our sophomore album. If if you want to get technical, did um, sidebar question about Scumbag? Did who did the artwork for? Bonnie from Sea Space Cowboy. That's what I thought. Okay, just I just want to clarify. She she, she was on the job. podcast. Yeah, we had we had her on the podcast um, like a year ago. Well, before COVID. So, um, oh word. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, and I just kind of noticed because uh, since then I followed her more, you know, more often because you know I'm eager to hear what their newer stuff is going to sound like. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I've, they've like posted like just little like I guess snippets you could call them on like their Instagram story and stuff of them recording. And I'm just like, Whoa, let's, let's go. I'm ready to hear it. Yeah, they, I, I dig their sound. They're like a, they're kind of like a nod to um, early 2000s metalcore, like noise core, spaz core uh, kind of music. And I, I dig that in mm-hmm. what's interesting is your guys's album um, that uh, came out last year. It not, 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 not that it sounds the same as sea space cowboy or anything like that, but it also has like nods, back to that time period i feel like and then now Mm -hmm. sitting here uh you know ryan's got the botch hat on so like obviously he's like a metalcore guy so um anything with kind of like or old however you look at it (laughs) i'm with you you. i mean i grew i grew up listening to botch too so i understand but uh you have a new band t-shirt on orthodox and we also had them on the podcast but uh that's that's a cool band too and they're uh you know in that new metal uh not new metal but new hard uh, new metalcore vibe and i really dig them too <laughs> but uh going back to your album um it was it was actually uh, fucking awesome you know what i mean and like it was um it was very different to me from undercover and uh, i really dug you know the production on the album is fucking awesome but also like the music is awesome i know and i'm a sucker for anything with like panic chords or shit notes or squiggly wigglies <laughs> or whatever you want to fucking call them so like yeah if you can like pull that off and you know um i actually added it to one of my um i haven't come out with this article yet but uh on my personal blog i i got like you know albums that i've listened to multiple times in 2020 instead of like a <laughs> best of or top 10 it's like these are the albums i can listen to more than just like a one through, you know, and uh, your guys' record was definitely on there. And um, oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, so it was, it was fucking. It awesome. means a lot. Did you I'm guys- glad you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, you guys- replay value is always always nice when you can go back to an album and just listen to it over and over and over again. 
For sure. And there's like a group of there's a group of you you guys um band wise that seem to be in the last couple of years pulling metalcore out of like um a slump. And um it's really cool to see. And you know, I, I know like Ryan, if you're old, you kinda you know, probably can speak to the lull that kind of metalcore had about, you know, five to ten years ago. Oh, absolutely. Um I mean just in the last well, like just the last like five years, there's been all these bands coming out of the woodwork or that, you know, have been there for a while that, you know, are starting to get attention, getting put out into the limelight and doing all these tours that are bringing back all of these, these, these old sounds with like a, a newer package almost. Um, I'm glad that we can keep panic chords interesting. And make <laughs> yeah. I'm big, big sucker for those, man. I don't know why, but um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's like all the younger kids coming up that are creating music now, kind of like maybe their parents, you know, were listening to that kind of early two thousands, late nineties scene music, so to speak, like metal and hardcore and stuff. So it's cool to see how they interpret it and how they create. Oh yeah, and you guys, like obviously, that's like you guys as well. So the, the generational handing of the torch oh boy <laughs> so what was what was the big transition between undercover scumbag and the latest release oh definitely um the lineup change yeah <laughs> that's had some some changes yeah, yeah. for a while it was they're like a revolving door of, of band members and then uh for rational pull we had been with the same lineup for a while mm-hmm and um, everything just kind of clicked when we went to the studio. Like, we were all, like, I was sweating so much, but, like, we knocked out drums and bass, like. We we recorded that whole album in five days, Irrational Pool. And I, when I tell people that, they're like, what? Like, drums were tracked, like, the, for the whole album, and, like, I think it was, like, five or six hours, you know? Like, I did all my bass tracks in, like, it was like two or three hours, you know. So all you didn't play drums on the me. album? No, I didn't play drums on a okay. rational pull. I, I just recently um, moved to drums in like November. So. Finish what you were saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, that, that's You're killing it. on drums, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> bass was fun. Like, I, I did bass on a rational pull. And I mean, there there were definitely. I had a lot of blisters cool in a whole new way now. Yeah, blisters and new parts on my hands because. Movie, because I mean I'm a drummer, you know. So so when I started playing with the band and whatnot, they offered me the position to play bass. I was like, sure, I'll play whatever. Just you know, let's go. <laughs> and so it was like you know learning. You know, I I kind of knew how to play bass, but you know learning how to play it and then like getting like that finger endurance. And I just had so many blisters on my fingers. For the irrational pull part. Oh yeah, the the the, the slide. My <laughs> fingers would just just bleed literally. Like my index finger, and my middle finger were just always raw. From like practicing that song over and over, you'd be like, "Guys, my hands are bleeding," and I'd be like, "Kyle, tell him to stop, <laughs> stop, please." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> you guys signed to uh, Sharp Tone as well. Was that shortly after you released the original uh, Irrational Pull? Because you yeah. did release a deluxe. Uh, with Sharp Tone that had a couple extra songs on it. But I was curious, like, so you really, when, how long before did you release the original release? 
we, it was really interesting how that whole thing happened. Well, um, elaborate. So we released Irrational Pool originally on June 5th. Yeah, June 5th. And then, uh, well, Sharptone had gotten a hold of us before we released it. And they were asking us if we were interested in joining their new. It was an imprint, uh, Blood Blast. Yeah. It was, it was, it's like an imprint or something like that. And, um, they asked if we wanted to do that. And we, we had talked about it and stuff. And we were just like, you know, we're like a month out from releasing. They, 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 if we wanted to do that, we would have had to have pushed back the album even more. Um, so, and we had been sitting on it for like, a year and a half at that point already. So yeah, it, wanted, it was written for a while. We just wanted to get it out there. So we, uh, we said no to blood last and then we put it out and then maybe like a month. Yeah. It was like a, a month tops. Sean like, came back yeah, and got on sharp tone and we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sharp tone emailed us and was like, do you guys want to um, work with sharp tone? And we were just like, yeah. Like, yeah, let's go. Hi. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do the small imprint, then you put it out, and they're like, oh, well, well, why don't you just come on over anyway? Yeah, well, hold well, on one second now. Yeah. So you said no, but I'm going to make you say yes to this now. Well, that's great. Uh, well, congratulations on that. And obviously, Thank I'm you. sure, you know, the reception of that record obviously helped, you know, nudge them along a little bit as well. Oh, yeah. L- last year was, like, the year of Rational Pull, because, like, we we were promoting it on our own the first, like, six months. Oh, yeah. And then the whole rest of the year, like, Garp Tone, like, after they picked us up, they were promoting they were promoting the re-release. So, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Like, a lot of people who may not have heard of us beforehand got, got to listen to us. Like, it, it's kind of shitty. Like, I feel like less people would have listened to the album if the pandemic hadn't happened, you know? Well, you know, you can, there's, there's, it makes there's, sense though. Cause yeah. like everybody's at home, you know what I mean? I, I know a lot of bands didn't, you know, they, they pushed back their album releases and stuff cause they couldn't tour, you know, and that makes right. sense. And I understand that. But for us, it was like, well, man, we, we didn't want to push it back. You know, I, we had kind of mm. talked about it for a second, but we were like, no, we don't, we were not pushing it back. And, you know, I'm glad we didn't, honestly. It, it worked out. You know, everyone was at home. Everybody's watching, listening to things because there's nothing else to do. Right. So it, it kind of worked out in that aspect. Well, and it's okay. It's okay to have some positive things happen to you in 2020, you know. I mean, you, you have something, man. You got to have some silver there are, lining. You're allowed a silver lining. Just because the whole year sucked for, like, I don't know, majority of the people doesn't necessarily mean, like, you can't have a good year. And my year also sucked. Yeah. Like. Oh, the, the, the year sucked for sure. hundred percent. Like, I mean, the signing and stuff, that was absolutely, absolutely amazing. But we had some sick tours lined up that like, I would have loved to see. We had like a full U.S. lined up for the summer. We had a tour with Catabasis that was like in April um, that we were supposed to do. That. that was, oh, that was going to be so good. I was so pumped to do all these tours and then just like, hey, guess what? You're going to sit home for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> And we still are. The last show we played was what March oh, of last God. year. The last show we played though was sick. It, it was funny. You were talking about Orthodox. Like our last show was that uh, that Orthodox dealer. Um, I am and Boundaries show. It wasn't Boundaries. It was Varials. Or were you it, it on was, that? Were you it, on it was, that tour? Huh? Were you on that tour? 
No. no, we just played the Pittsburgh. So there wasn't even a, because it was a spite tour. Spite was headline. Right, right, right. And they, they didn't have a Pittsburgh date. It was like an off date that all the bands except spite played on. And we opened it. Interesting. So okay. That, yeah. Cause that we, was the last show we played before, um, everything went to it. Was so yeah. sick. It was so sick. It was such a good show. Oh, I bet. I mean, I, we went to that show here, uh, not that show, but the spite tour show here. And that's where we linked up with, um, Orthodox and we had burials on as well. So we had, we had both those bands on that day. And I was saying, I was like, well, damn, you may have played because we obviously missed the opening bands doing uh, the podcast. So, but you know, you weren't there, so it doesn't matter. Well, that was by far one of our best hometown shows. Like, and it was surprising because usually, you know, the openers, you know, don't get that great of a crowd, but it was packed, packed, crazy. And we opened, it was our first time playing, Irrational pull at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hadn't played anything at home. We we did like this little run um, in January of 2020, like just a few days, and we were like focused on playing mostly songs from Irrational Pull, and we were playing like songs that we had never played, even played live before. And it was it was super cool to see people like had never heard these songs before. They obviously heard a band, but they never heard the songs before, and they just, they fucked with it so hard. They were like they're like, oh, this is a little different. Like we started playing Irrational Pull. And they were like, ooh, this bass line, what is that, you know? It's just, it was so cool to see, like, to do something a little bit different. Because, like, you know, undercover scumbags, like, you know, heavy. It's just heavy all the time. And to, like, you know, do something that's a little more dynamic and different and have people still, like, you know, just be down with it. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was honestly kind of a relief. Having people message us after that that Pittsburgh show. They were like, what was the name of the song you guys opened with? And I was just like, just wait like a few weeks because that's when we were going to put out the the music video. Nice. Um, But that was a good feeling. So you guys had that written, uh, Irrational Pool written for a year and a half. You obviously um, were touring on those or playing those shows or playing those songs live, right? Mm -hmm. For the year prior to, um, you know, first song. Well, First song we started playing was High Dive. Yeah, the, they they had, like we started playing High Dive for a while, but it wasn't until like, like playing Irrational Pole and we were, we played like Lost Visual, which is like the middle song on the album, and like there was one other one. I think uh, we were playing like Conflict and stuff. Like when we did the Black Tongue tour, we were playing like High Dive and Conflict and um, were we playing Irrational Pole on that tour? Which one? Um, the Black Tongue tour. I think we may have played it once for Black Tongue because they really liked the, they called them the Dark Souls chord. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Souls chord. But yeah, I couldn't, but um, no, we were playing a couple for a minute, but then we started playing like some of the more dynamic songs, not just like the heavy ones. And yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, because I was like, wondering. Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm, I was wondering. Nothing if... I'm going to say is important. <laughs> Because I was wondering, you've had that material for so long, and then the album comes out during lockdown, and then, you know, now here we are six months after you are, or not, not even, eight months after you've already released your original record, and then mm-hmm. I was thinking, you're going to probably be bummed having to play those songs even for a longer period of time afterwards, because I'm sure you may have probably probably gotten together as a band in the last year, and you may have, like, written some music and stuff. <laughs> Sorry, my cat. Uh, yeah, we we've actually been busy boys. Yeah, very busy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, super super busy. Like 
so busy that you just write so much music that you just don't know what to do with it busy. So, yeah. no, so no music has been written. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely none. Nothing. There's nothing written. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, we haven't been, spent the last year right No, I, I'm of the mind that if you, like, we've been in the pandemic for, for almost a year now. Yeah. It's, like, it's, if you're in a band and you haven't been writing or, or doing anything, like, you're, you're stupid. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you, you, he is right because it's like you have all this time where you're just sitting at home and it's like, why just sit there and, you know, play video games and be bummed when you could, you know, hone your craft and like work on yourself as a musician and work on your band, you know, like this is, this is a pretty ample time, like, you know, to sit and write. And I mean, that's what we, what we did. We just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. (laughs) I mean, it sucks not being able to be out there on the road because last year would have been our biggest year of of touring. Oh, absolutely. For sure. But like, when are we ever going to have this much time to like, prepare and, and get ready mm-hmm. and uh you, you know there's so many, much other things that go into touring you know so just getting all of your ducks in a row so that when whenever the green light goes you can just go exactly i by the time like we're able to tour again i want to have everything locked and loaded ready to go i mean obviously we would still like to tour on our national pole and do stuff with that but like you know, once we knock like a tour out with that, I'd like to, let's go move on, on to the next one. Yeah. That's a good, I mean, not a, I don't know if it's a good idea, but you know, obviously you can always just play less scumbag material and splice in a uh, more rational pull as you release new material, you know, so. Jim doesn't even want to play undercover scumbag. Yeah. Anymore. We, we like <laughs> Jim doesn't even want to play like that song and everybody loves that song. Like we, I think, and I think honestly as a band, I mean, at least Speaking for myself, I kind of agree. I just want to play new stuff. You know, I got to cover Scumbag. It's cool. It would be nice to bust out like a song or two from there now and again. But like, I want to play new stuff. Like, I want people to hear like the new music. I feel like, especially now that we're kind of like, you know, moving in a bit of a different direction than what like Undercover Scumbag is. It's like, I want, I want, I don't know. I just want to say this is who we are now. Right. You I know, was going to ask who we were in 2018. I was going to ask like, do you guys think that the, I mean, other than the member changes and, and everything like that, do you, was the writing process different and <clears throat> the mindset of like what you guys wanted to sound like different when you were recording, you know, a rational pull compared to like undercover because, you know, and again, I'm not trying to lessen the previous recording, but like, you know, irrational pull is just that much better. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, it feels like you did kind of, hone the, you know, hone your sound and stuff. And so it it would be interesting to see what you guys have done, you know, in this past year and what your release will be coming out. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where you go, but like, what was the change? Like, you know, was it a, a thought out thing or was it just because of the new members and the new sounds? I mean, um, I mean, uh, I was in the band when we recorded undercover scumbag and I can tell you just, the writing process as a whole in comparison from Undercover's Comeback to Irrational Pull was so different. Because um, I, I, I came in for that album and it was my first like studio, like actual studio experience. So like I always have great memories about it, but we were still writing, like going into the studio for Undercover Scumbag. There were things that we decided to change last minute. Um, and 
there's a bunch of stress that, that, that comes with doing things like that. But with a rational pool, like we really just sat down and dug into everything and dissected everything and took our time. So like as a, as a band, we, we practice religiously every Sunday, Sunday is band day. And, um, for, like for a rational poll, when, when I joined the band, it was written. The album was, was already done. Um, but so I had to learn the whole album and then play it together as a band. And some songs changed. Some, you know, there were some parts added. Some things changed a little bit. But I mean, once once we had learned the songs and had them practiced and we were confident with them, then we actually sat down and demoed everything out. And like, um, really, I mean, really sat down and like, I even went as far as to like mix it and like just make it sound like, as close to what I can envision the record to be like, and then went to the studio with that, like pretty much like a fully completed record, went into the studio with that and then re-recorded the whole thing again. Just cause, and, and, I, and I mean, that worked out so well. You have to do that though, you know, cause we have our, all of our pedals mm-hmm. and like, you don't know what kind of noises, if you don't know what kind of noises you want to make going into the studio, like it's going to be a whole lot harder to yeah. try and figure it out while you're there, especially if you're recording the album in five days. Yeah, oh, you, you don't really have any time to waste there. Yeah, it, it, you're, you're paying by the day, by the hour, so it costs more to fuck around, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so what's the, what's the release like plan? Do you guys have a plan or do you have a plan to... like? I dare ask, is it recorded yet? Or do you have, um, not recorded yet, but so we, we have, we have two releases written. The next two releases are written. Yep. Our next two releases are written. So we're, we're in the process of like, you know, ironing out like fine details and whatnot. And then we'll move into our normal thing, demoing and go from there. But for right now, it's just working on the songs, playing them. Like we, you know, we get together on Sundays. You know, we're 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 all very safe, of course. You know, all right, I guess as safe as you could be practicing in a room together. But like, um, we just work for hours. You know, six, seven hours, just playing them over and over and over and over again until you know, just get those fine details ironed out. Cause I mean, you want to, when you go into the studio, you want it to be like perfect. You want to have every fine detail just like planned out. So that way, if something changes or whatnot, or you just have more time to like add extra stuff, you, you can do that as opposed to like, you know, trying to fix a song in the studio. Cause then you're just panicking and you're like, well, you know, what do I do? Right. So drums. just yeah. to clarify, just to clarify, you said your next two releases, and I'm guessing yeah. you mean two albums and not two songs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just to clarify. Yeah, not singles. They're big boys. Nice. Well, yeah. so how do you plan on releasing that? Like, do you you plan on like staggering it out, or do you plan? Yeah. On- oh, yeah, yeah. We we plan on staggering it out. We're like it, it ties into what we said with the name, though. We we want to. We really want to make a nice. Super, just something super sick that people are like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. that's like a that's like a next level thing, you know. It's cinematic, cinematic, yeah, is mesmerizing. It, buzzwords. Is it kind there's of some like buzzwords a, that go around the band? Is it kind of like a concept album to where like there's a storyline, or is it just like a? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they both like that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. We're getting down to the nitty gritty now, guys. 
Oh, we're going to get real weird on these next. Oh, ones. it's <laughs> I, I'm stoked. I'm like kind of nervous because it's like it, it's we've just never done anything like this before, but it's super, super cool. And, the, and every practice we get together, we, you know, devote time to talk about it and, you know, brainstorm. And like I, at first when we started talking about things, I was just kind of nervous and skeptical. And I was, I don't know. I don't know. But like the last two practices we had, we talked about it. I was like. Ooh, this is getting really good. I'm excited. Like spicy. It's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So it sounds like you guys are pretty much um you guys run, you know, you like you're you run the organization, so to speak, the band, like kind of like a like a job. You know what I mean? Like you guys are dedicated to it. You guys set time apart to schedule for like discuss discussions and shit. And like I can remember when I was in the band, there was nothing like that. I mean, I'm sure there was, but it was it definitely wasn't structured like you guys are describing it, which maybe makes sense as this to why band, I didn't, you know, I didn't get like, to I, your point and your your point now. Yeah, I've been like my I was in a band before this, and like just comparing the two as far as like practices and just how like the band structured. This band is like beast. Oh man, it is crazy. It's so crazy organized. Like just all the fine details and like this constant communication and you know everything's planned out everything is very very planned out and i mean even the fact it's like okay yeah we're practicing we're going to meet up at this time and we'll probably stop around this time it's like you know the time within that is it's like okay this time's organized for this then we're going to take a break and we'll do lunch and like we're paying our bills on this day yeah Mm -hmm. and like like oh we're doing business boys at this time and we'll have our little business boys meeting and then back to practicing and stuff so it's just like we're very, you know, we're very, very organized. Cause I mean, you kind of have to be, cause if you're not, you know, things start to fall apart. It can, you know, hard to keep track of stuff. Yeah. Right. And especially when, you know, you start doing more and more things as you grow as a band, you know what I mean? It's like, if you don't really, if you don't have all hands on deck, it's going to fall apart. Right. So do you guys, is it, is it fair to ask, like, do you guys, since you had all these member changes and, you know, you're coming in and out of people, do you guys, um, are you guys like friends as a band or is it more like this is a not a I don't want to say job, but like this is a project that the group of us is working on and we don't necessarily have to get along or like hang out with each other as long as we're dedicated to the end result. I mean, we're definitely all friends. Oh, yeah, we're all friends. Okay. So like, one, the one thing that <laughs> I've always loved and thought was really, really cool about this band is that it's always had like uh, past members from other like bigger bands within our scene. Um, so like we've always had like the workhorses from all the like different bands. We're like the Pittsburgh super group. Of, yeah. Of kind of. <laughs> Interesting. Um, essentially. So like you were in all sack. I was in Nautilus. Jimmy was in well, new Vegas. Jimmy was in like so yeah. many different Pittsburgh bands. He's like, man, he's, he's like the King. Jimmy is the King. <laughs> Honestly, big peep. You're talking to the peasants here. People, <laughs> you should be talking people to people know peep. him. <laughs> so, where does the musical, um, you know, where does the, where does the inspiration, like, what, what, what do you, what do you draw for your sound? Like, what do you listen? Not what do you listen to, but like, what do you, you know, what makes you create the sound that you guys have? I'm sure if you asked like all of us. Like, we'd probably, no, we, we wouldn't all give you different answers, but, like, there's probably different bands for all of us that come to mind whenever, you know, we're talking about our band. Mm-hmm. Um, my go-to is is definitely, like, 
Poison the Well, Botch, and and Daughters. Like I like dissonant and weird shit. You like different things, but yeah, we all make it. I like Deftones. Work. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I like Deftones too. I, mean, I love Deftones. That's it. I don't know. I listen, I listen like metalcore and shit like that too. But I just I really like Deftones. That's yeah, all no, I listen I mean, to. No one's hating. That groove. <clears throat> if you uh, if you look at my Spotify, like you know, most listened to for 2020, they are they are there. Deftones are there. <laughs> my uh, my number one for my Spotify most listened to is actually Suicide Boys. <laughs> Going through some stuff in 2020, man. <laughs> it's not my. It's not my bag. I mean, man, I, 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 I can. Do you like, like hip hop? Like I like hip hop. Yeah. But, you like hip hop? Okay. Tangent time. You okay, said go this. Ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tangent time. <laughs> I was not a fan of Suicide Boys. Like, like prior to this album that they released, I, I was like, man, that group is lame. If you listen to them, dumb. Whatever. Anyways. And then they dropped this album, I Want to Die in New Orleans, which they dubbed as their first actual full-length album. And, like, man, front to back, that, that, is, that is a solid hip-hop record. It is really, really good. And, I mean, I went into it with an open mind, and I was like, okay, you know. My buddy's like, I really want to show you this. And I was like, man, I do not want to sit here and listen to Suicide Boys. <laughs> okay. And so then he played the record, and I was just like, whoa, Okay. That that was pretty sick. Like I don't know, they they take like these old news clips and stuff from like they're from like Louisiana or New Orleans or something. I don't know. I mean, New Orleans is in Louisiana. I'm an idiot, but uh, they're from that area and they take like these old news clips and they like tie it all into the album and so like the whole album, all the songs like flow together like these news clips and stuff. And then like the last song in the album is actually like an EP, and it, I don't know, it's crazy. It's it's cool. I, I gained a lot of respect for them as like a musical group, and now I'm just like. A loser that loves suicide. No, it's cool. I mean, like they, I do give them respect because they do take like they went on that big tour before the pandemic, or you know, in 2019, and they yeah, took they, like, they trash took talk yeah they took tour? trash talk out, and I think Turnstile or Vane, one of the two, they took one of those out. bands. Yeah, Turnstile. Yeah, they took Turnstile out. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I like I give them I like I respect them, and like again, like I've listened to like I found them through Puya years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, like Suicide Boys. It's just three six mafia to me. So that's where my yeah. Favorite, yeah. You don't like three six, bro? No, 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 I do. But like, if I'm gonna listen to Suicide Boys, then I'm gonna listen to th- three six instead. You know what I mean? It's like why listen to? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to compare. Like, I don't want to compare the death. Like a band, a band <laughs> that sounds like the Deftones, and then just listen to the Deftones. You know what I'm saying? You know, like if I listen to Suicide Boys, it just makes me want to listen to three six mafia. New experience. No, I understand. It's new sounds, new experience. I understand. You know, I and I understand where you're coming from, and I and I I kind of went with that same mindset with some bands and stuff like that too. But it's like for me, I'm like, do I want to really sit there and listen to like the same three albums over and over again? You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> I'm with Ryan. And, and, I'm with Ryan. For, and for some people, that's okay, but I I just go crazy. Well, but, you know, I can't say that I am with Ryan because like I did make it a choice. Like I started the uh, I started doing playlists for Lamb Goat. And uh, I decided, you know, I'm going to make the monthly, uh, our, like the monthly new metal one. Uh, and by the way, you can check all those out on Spotify. Uh, you just search Lamb Goat, or you can hit the links in this on the show notes here. You could there's, there you uh, there's the links. A little plug there. Yeah, and all of uh, all of uh, Buck Fifty Six's uh, links, not yours specifically, Ryan, but One Five Six Silence's links. There you go. Uh, but anyway, the fuck was that saying? Spotify playlist. Okay, yeah. So like, I started like 
doing a month, um, a weekly new albums playlist too. So like I would make myself go look at all the new albums that came out and put them in a playlist for the week, which was daunting, obviously. So I did it for like eight months and I started doing it again recently. But, um, out of that, I started like to force myself to listen to that playlist too. Granted, there are things that I can know right off rip that I'm not going to enjoy, but, uh, you know, cause I'm not, I don't like every genre out there, but that's how I found you guys too. So like your album came out and I dropped it on there and then, you know, I'm just going through all of them that I do or don't like. And then that album, or, you know, your album came on and I was like, Ooh, I have to put this in my other playlist of so check out later. <laughs> Oh, we got to jump through the hoops, the yeah. gauntlet of playlists. Yeah, we survived the roulette. Yeah. It's <laughs> very tough. Yeah, it's very baby. tough. All you have to do is sound like two, early 2000s uh, metalcore a little bit. And, oh, uh, boy. It's like, Wee. can't wait for you to hear the new stuff. Yeah, I'm interested. You want to give any teasers as to like maybe what it sounds like? Other than... Early 2000s metalcore. Nice. <laughs> With sin. With sin. With sin. In HD. Nice. 4K <laughs> audio. Oh, oh yeah, definitely 4K. So oh, we're we're pushing 8K spatial audio, baby. <laughs> so, what albums did you enjoy yourself last year that uh, in 2020? They don't necessarily have to be like seen oh, albums, man. obviously, because you're like a suicide, uh, you're a Suicide Boys fan as well. So I am. You, you can you can but, say other things. I'll tell He's you. Like, I'll tell so you. I really want this kid's opinion if he likes Suicide Boys as much. <laughs> oh, he does. He does. I already know. So my what, honestly, I already okay, know which so, one. I already know. I already know yours, Kyle. What? Is it, if it's not Ohms, I, I don't know if you're a real Deftones fan. Oh, dude. I mean, Ohms was like amazing. Yes, obviously. That's Love. like such a no-brainer. Loathe album. But let me tell you something. Because it's still in my rotation. And then I don't see it coming out anytime soon. Cost of Sacrifice by Chamber. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is, that is a banger front to back. That album is literally just like... Yeah. I dig I got the riffs. They, oh man, you've heard that, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely dig Chamber because again, you know, they. I say, if you like Panic Chords and you haven't been jamming that album, (laughs) like, what are you doing? No, when they got signed to when they got signed to Pure Noise is when I kind of started listening to them. So, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoy. I haven't listened to that album, you know, as much as like you have, but. Oh, you you should listen to it more. (laughs) I I mean, there were there were some. Good Melkor albums in 2020, man. Like Orthodox dropped an album in 2020. Yeah, the good. Yeah, I love Orthodox. Love you, Mike. Shout out, Mike White. <laughs> I like the the Drain, yeah, California Cursed album. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Higher Power. Ooh, that was good. Higher yeah. Power. That was a good record. I, I never liked really it. liked. I liked it, but again, it was one of those albums that I didn't think changed the game. I don't know. A lot of people were writing about it being like you know, this game changing album and not to shit on it at any, any means, but I was like, yeah, okay. It's a great album. I heard it. I just like that. Like turnstile kind of yeah, like rock hardcore oh, yeah. kind of sound. Um, it is tight. I'm not going to say it's a bad album. Don't, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, I also really like that Yashira album. Fail to be. Yeah. We had them on the, we had them on the podcast recently too. They're from here. So, I saw them once. They played with Rivers of Nile, and they were sick. Yeah, they're cool dudes. Oh, what else? Oh, um, that band, uh, Your Spirit Dies, that EP, mm-hmm. The Process of Grief. You ever heard of that band? No, I have not. 
Ooh, that's one you should check out. I'll check that out. Yeah. Called Your Spirit Dies. Cool. Stick band. So I want to ask another Deftones question that I ask all Deftones fans. Let's go. What's your favorite album? Yep. Yeah. Rank, rank them. Rank them. Oh, fuck. I don't even, I need a list. You better Google it then. Well, your Spotify, you poser. <laughs> what do you think this is, Ryan? You don't think I got this stuff already pulled up? Let's go. You want me to rank them in order? I'm gonna have to like write this out. This is I hope disagree with you a lot on this one. The 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 goal is to make you like think on your feet and say some shit like off rip that you may you don't have to think about. So Okay. All right, I got this up. So I mean, do you want me to literally do like a one through ten or you want me to be like, oh, this is my favorite, and then kind of go down? Well, yeah, I want you to rank them in how you like them. Okay, all right. So my favorite is Diamond Eyes. 100%. Hundred okay. percent, we'll okay. die on that hill. It is an amazing album. Are we talking like your personal favorite or like you, their best? Their album? best album, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want, I want that. Both. I want. I, I want you think and, the best and I know, are. I know that there's a distinct difference between like something being my favorite and it being their best because there are albums where I'm like, this is my favorite album by this band, but this is their best. I, I firmly believe that Diamond Eyes is their best album. Not to say that anything after that, I guess, is like. Worse. I mean, I like Diamond Eyes, but I think Koi No Yokin is third back. That's a good front, that, front to back. I, I, I know. I was looking at discography too. and I moved up. I was like, oh, but Koi No Yokin's really good. But no, Diamond Eyes. That's my, that's my favorite. Koi No Yokin would be number two for me. Like, absolutely for sure. Keep going. Um, after that, I would probably say White Pony. Hmm. Mm, I would, I would, I would go. I would go around the fur. Okay, interesting. And then I'm having a tr- a tough time with White Pony and self titled. I because I like self titled a lot. Um, I would go White Pony, self titled. I get self titled in, in Saturday Night mixed up. Saturday What's night, on self? I, I would say Saturday Night Wrist after that. Um, self titled has hexagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What an opening track, right, dude? Yeah. Come on. Like, uh, and Pins and, then, and Needles. Pins and Needles is like at? my favorite track on that album. So then, then what do we have? We have Gore. We have and Adrenaline. Gore, Adrenaline, and Ohms. Ohms, Gore, Adrenaline. Like, I don't, I don't Thank know. Interesting. You for making Gore last. No, I see a lot of people did like, See, it's right? so hard to put. I love Gore. I don't know why I get so much hate. I love that album. I think I you have to listen to the Deftones. I think you have to actually be a fan of it because, like, I didn't like Gore when it came out, and I didn't like, I didn't like Koi. I didn't like Koi when it came out either. And I, I would say that what? Diamond Eyes was also my favorite as well. So, like, I was a big Diamond Eyes guy, and I grew up listening to like adrenaline and then i remember when white pony came out and i remember when white pony became this like oh my god the devtones have arrived and they've you know they've gone on this trajectory that's the worst album that they've made in this new trajectory in my opinion right what album white pony white pony is like my like my it's- my personal favorite death tones album and i just like it because like digital bath like I love that fucking no, song. No, 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 no. Yeah, fucking... again, we're talking about the Deftones. So no, there's not a bad record. We're not. They don't make bad records. No, and see, that's the thing. I feel like I know what you mean, though. Like that, like vibey, like real, like sexy sound that they they started. 
without 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 the whole though. sexy like hole in the earth was on Saturday Night Wrist. Fucking um uh using the butcher that's on Diamond Eyes. That song is sex. Not, that song I'm not, is I'm not literally off, that whole Diamond Eyes. That whole album is sex. I mean, sex oh, tape yeah. is that's definitely why it's sex. their best yeah. album. It, it is the it is the embodiment of like like horny angry Chino. Just like boom, like. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you could definitely, you could <laughs> definitely uh, have intercourse to those albums for sure. And Ohms is also like, I really, really, really like Ohms. It'd be, it'd be up there in the top three for me. I and people shit on that one too, not as much as Gore, but I did see people say, "Oh, you know, they're just they're whatever they were saying." I'm just like, man, like, I I hope that I could be whatever the age they are now and still fucking kick ass like oh, that, yeah. and still put out an album. That like me, that is still another album in my rotation where it's like I can listen to that record front to back and I'm just like, damn, like they did it again. I still think <laughs> I still think Ohms is the worst song on that record though. No, it is not, man. Is it that- is not. It grew on me. See, the thing is, is I, I would have agreed up. with you when I first heard the, the singles. And then when you hear it in the context of the album, when you're listening to the album front to back on a full listen through. And then that la- and then that song comes up last. Oh, no, that's, it, cl- it clicks. That first, it clicks, and you're just the, like, okay. Out of the singles, that was the better single too, in my opinion. I liked, I liked, um, I liked Genesis though too. Oh wait, what was the first one? Ohms. The first Genesis. No, never mind. No. I like Genesis no. better. Never mind. No. no, Ohms was the first one. First Ohms was first. Yeah. Genesis was the second single. Yeah, I think so. Ohms had yeah. that droney, oh. droney riff, and like I loved it. I loved that. I mean, it was a great. It was a great uh, prelude to the album, I think, but I also liked knowing that that was the end track, and I liked knowing that it was one of the lighter tracks, so to speak, on the album too. But I really did dig that like droney guitar riff, you know, the road repetitive one. Genesis, though, no, that band is so good at like opening an album. Like, man, just every like every album, like just the first track, the first two tracks on this on Ohms, like, I, I, are probably my. Two of my favorite songs, Genesis really? and Ceremony. My favorite on Ohms would have to be uh, probably Headless. That is a good song. Headless is my That's favorite. That's what I mean. Like, I thought that would have been a better closer than Ohms. <laughs> no! no! Maybe it's because I, you heard Maybe it's because you heard Ohms prior to the whole album. My mine my favorite, I like Ceremony. Ceremony was my first favorite out of the out of after the singles came out. And the album did, but the spell of mathematics is one of my favorites. And That's my favorite album. part on the entire album is in that song. It's like when they first uh, the first claps. Oh, I don't know why, but that oh, part yeah. that part is like just like the apex of the album, you know, for me. And no, I, I feel I feel you. I love that riff and uh, was it Radiant, Radiant City. City? I was just gonna bring a oh yeah, yeah. that bass riff, dude, okay. and then the drums come in. The I love it when they like go down with it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I feel oh, like we could. Man. I feel like I'm we could like spend another hour. Yeah, I feel like we could spend another hour talking about them. But Ryan, I want to talk about something. So another band that's kind of like the Deftones a little bit. Oh, uh, you you DM'd me about uh, a couple of days ago, and this is how we got you know the podcast kind of talking. But you DM'd me about the Glassjaw drop that uh, kind of came out, um, Coloring Book. It came out like I don't know Monday or something or Tuesday. Yes. Did you try to get and one? We, uh, I. Was like pressing refresh like a like a goddamn crackhead. Just like, <laughs> he was sitting at my computer just refreshing. He's like, it says the site's overloaded. Yeah. There's too many people. The the most fucked up part about that drop was like, like okay, okay, like we finally have a time, like noon. 
And then like, it's like 10 minutes away from noon and it's like, nope, 1 PM. So I was like, what is going on? And, uh, the internet just started going nuts. The, the the site started crashing. I was like, what the hell's happening? And then I looked on Facebook and saw the, the link for revolver and I was able to get my two copies through revolver. Oh, wow. So you bought it through. Uh, okay. I managed to, uh, I didn't know it was coming out. I only thought they were adding it to streaming and I must've not fucking checked the internet. And like, again, glass was like my favorite band. So like I pretty much, you know, a part of the cult for sure. But I didn't realize it was coming out for some reason. And then like, I'm going to lunch at work and I just happened to look at my phone and Instagram pull, I pulled up Instagram and it was just one image. The top image was just the fucking, you know, gift that they, one of the records that they uh, had of the 120. And then I was like, why the fuck would they post that? Mm-hmm. And then I like went to the link and then the website was down and it was like 1204 at this point. And I was like, what the fuck? There's like no way. Why would the website? I was like, why is, why would the website be down? And like crash? It was you know because it said like crashing. And so, right, mm-hmm. dude. I spent on my phone. I spent thirty minutes just trying like fucking getting through it, and I couldn't get through it. And then I I eventually would get like to the checkout, but then like oh that one is no longer available, so I had to go mm-hmm. back and go back. I eventually got two off of the Glassjaw website, so I feel like I achieved something that day. But I even got one like. Hours later, I guess like carts were starting to kick out orders that weren't all the way through or something. But some people were like charged more than once for for certain ones. I saw that, but um, no, you're you're lucky that you you, you got some man because there there's some people I saw that were like I didn't know that this, this was going on. Like I don't know how how you wouldn't see it, but uh, yeah, like there's so many people who are like oh I didn't get one. Like and we still don't even know how many there are yet. Yeah, I don't either. But, uh, yeah, I, I I've tried to find out, <laughs> but I'm I'm just stoked because I was like, originally I thought that they were only going to do another 120. Yeah, like they did the first time. Um, so I was like, shit, like I'm probably not going to get one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try. And then I got two, and it made my day. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, well, you know what's dumb? I, again, I it was dumb luck that I just happened to fucking check my phone that right, right. then and there. And then I got, you know, I, I got it. And but also when our um, our color green, the uh, the EP that came out a while ago, they mm-hmm. released like a custom package deal. Uh, you would get like you would get all five of the uh, seven inches in a package with a custom T-shirt. You would get to pick the color of the T-shirt and the color of the ink and all this that the other. And um, I was like, cool, cool, cool. And I was on the website at the time and I bought one and I was like, oh, that's cool. I bought one. And then it wasn't until I got on Discogs many years later, like two, three years ago, I found out that they only made 93 of those. Mm-hmm. And so like I just happened to be on the website at the time that that was live and I bought one. So have you seen how much they're selling for on eBay, the uh, coloring book? I saw one go for like $300 already. Yeah, that's insane. Um, which is insane. Like I, I haven't been collecting for that long. Like I, 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 I'd get one vinyl from a band. I really liked at a merch table every so often, but I actually just started collecting like at the end of last year. So be able to like, like it kind of sucks for all the people that had the, the glass job before uh, coloring book, but now. Well, I mean, I that just makes it more valuable. One. You know, the hundred, the original 120 now are more valuable. Right. So well, that, that. yeah, 
they're not going to lose value. I mean, this, I think one sold uh, for two grand on eBay. What? What? The original. Yeah. It's fucking insane. That that R color, uh, the R color green package that I was telling you about, the last one on Disog sold for like five hundred bucks or some shit. You know, it's fucking crazy. Glassjaws is one of those like stupid cult bands, and they well, do, I'm, they I'm do glad. weird things like that. Well, uh, the last like top five, or I don't know if it's five, like the top most bought vinyl from last year was all Metallica because they decided to to re repress their shit through Walmart. So like. It's getting more people interested in collecting physical music media. Yeah. So I, that's cool with me. I've been on a big kick the last couple of years, and I talk about it a lot on this podcast, but I, I collect I collect vinyl. Uh, but for me, I want, like, the most rare vinyl. You know, I want to be, like, that mm-hmm. guy. But it's also, like, di- more difficult and blah, blah, blah. But um, I also got really bad at collecting CDs. So I have... I now have like over 200 CDs in my collection in the last like year and a half and I'm not fucking stopping. I literally just got like a CD player for the house, like an, a, like a CD stereo, you know, with speakers and shit mm. where I'm living the dream. Yeah. I, I, I've been spending too much money on vinyl recently. Like I'll, I'll be like, okay, like I, I bought this one that I really wanted, you know, I'm going to be done for a while and then I'll be scrolling and I'll be like, oh shit, someone's repressing, you know, this album or that album. Like they're doing Devil Wears Prada zombie EP. Like I'm going to want to get that. Mm. Uh, I've been selling all my vinyl. <laughs> yeah. You sold that Danza one. Bro. Yeah. I, I sold a uh, Danza for Alpha Omega mm. had a copy. How'd you do? What'd you sell it on eBay or just uh, I sold it on Facebook. I, I posted in like the metal and core collectors group. I just had a list. Okay, cool. I was like, these are all my records. Got to pay bills. And, uh, I sold it for $180. And, uh, I mean, it sucks for you, obviously, cause you're in that position to have to do that, but you also probably made someone's day. Although your day was not made. <laughs> I mean, you got I, to make someone else's day for sure. I mean, yeah, but also like, I only spent eighteen dollars on that record. Oh yeah, I mean, sold, it's definitely a come up, So right? I was like, "All right, cool. Let's, yeah. let's pay that car payment, baby." <laughs> See, that's where I'm at with this glass jaw one, because like we don't know how many there are, obviously. So I feel like someone spending three hundred dollars on that is kind of insane. But it's also like, what do I do? I only paid forty five for it. You know, am I dumb for not wanting to sell it or? Part of me wants to like. Didn't even play, dude. Like, come on, that well, thing looks like a gyroscope. It's like, like, is yeah. that gonna play? I don't know. I don't even know if I'll play it. I mean, I would hope not. If it's like a super collectible thing, but like, it, it, even so, like, I might try and use my my second copy to like secure a trade that I want or something. Like, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of. <laughs> I haven't been able to get a single wax vessel yet. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you actually, definitely no, use it for trade. I, I, Bought the I Declare War Amidst the Bloodshed one. Nice. That is dope. So are you a fan of the, uh, like, are you a fan of the band? Or are you just like that album or? A Glass Jaw or I Declare War? Uh, I'm sorry, Glass Jaw. Oh, yeah. I, I love Glass Jaw. Uh, I, I got to see them. I've only seen them once. and It was in California when I was in the Marine Corps. It was in California. California. In my Marine days. Sick. Well, damn. What was what's your favorite Glass Jaw album? Our color green. 
That's just my favorite one right now. It that changes all the time. Yeah, mine's probably worship and tribute. Yeah, of course, and that also is another go-to. But I don't. I find myself listening to Our Color Green a lot, and I mean, I definitely listen to Worship and Tribute a lot. I actually, I, I talked about it on the podcast too many times, but I flew to uh, New York um, and did the ten-year anniversary or the twenty-year anniversary or whatever. Uh, they did like a double show, one midnight show and uh, like an eight p.m. show the next night. It was like right after they got out of their uh, road owner contract and they could play all that shit. Oh, nice! That was crazy. I've done a lot of stupid stuff for Glassjaw, so <laughs> they're they're like that band for me. Yeah. Well, dudes, um, I guess we could. We're running about an hour, so I guess we can kind of wrap it up. Is there anything else that you guys want to kind of you know speak on or shout out? I know you guys talked about the two releases you got coming out that may or may not both come out next year, or you may have scheduled la 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 la, and you know that they're concept albums. So I'm very interested to you know see how that plays itself out and and you know what you guys do you know even promotionally for that i think that would be a cool experience It'd be fun yeah we got some planned seems seems like you, yeah it seems like you have some tricks up your sleeves and, and everything oh boy visually think uh we're gonna go for like the rational pull like the vibe in the music video for a rational pull we're gonna like take it a step further that's that's what we're, we're going for awesome awesome well real else? weird imagery <laughs> At least, as long as you're not wearing masks. Um, oh no! Is there anything else you want to, you know, get out before you get off? That sounds weird, but you know, <laughs> just, get off before you get, get out. Get off before you get off. <laughs> uh, man, is there anything I want to say? Any bands you want to give a little love to, other than like Orthodox? Yeah, there's so many bands I'd love to give love to. Okay. I want to make love to so many. Bands. So many, dude. Like, shouts out. Your spirit dies. Shouts out Seder. Shouts out, obviously, Orthodox, the boys. Promise Breaker. Promise Breaker. Yeah, Promise Breaker. Ooh. A Gorilla Warfare. Gorilla Warfare. G Dubs. Let's go. G Dubs. I could go on for days, man. There's, see, there's so many like bands that like we're coming up with and that we've played shows and toured with. It's like, there's so much you can you could literally just spend your whole time listening to like this instead of like bands are on like labels and stuff and there's a lot of good shit out there like on Bandcamp and stuff you can really just like dive in there of course yeah um well we appreciate you guys coming on and, and i can't wait until uh you guys go on tour again i'd like i'd love to you know see you guys live down here in florida so that'd be Hopefully soon, you know. Hopefully we want to soon. come down and play in Florida. Hopefully soon. Yeah, it's a little different Fingers weather. Crossed. It's a little different weather than you have right now. But you know. yeah, man, come on, it's cold. Can we, <laughs> we'll we borrow like twenty degrees or something? Man? Like, give me fat twenty. Give me a fat twenty. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great night, and thanks for coming on, man. Word. Thank you. Peace out, man. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce, and I'm Nolan, and this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.